Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun. Is it good or bad if your plane flies into the side of a mountain? We're actually going to talk about that tonight. Inflation is up. The system wants you to know that's fine. Quit whining. John Kerry caught in an airport without a mask on his stupid face. More communist tactics trying to shame and scare you away from fighting them. Oh, and remember that whole college rant I went on last night about all the debt and is it necessary? It looks like people were listening because they're writing articles about it. And finally, we're going to talk to a heavyweight boxer an hour and a half from now. Why? I don't know because I don't plan things out. We do random things on this show. I talk to chefs. Remember that one guy, Chris, that got the doomsday prepper? We need to get him back on. But anyway, don't get me distracted this early on on the Jesse Kelly show. Needless to say, we're going to have fun. But first, first and foremost, the article is CNBC.com. The headline is The Upside of Inflation, Rising Wages. Now, I'm not going to read the article to you. You're welcome to go read it yourself. Like I said, CNBC.com. Clearly, I mean, you already know what this is. Don't worry about inflation. You'll just get paid more. You gotten a raise in the past month or two? Has the boss come and sit down with you and said, hey, hey, Tim, proud of you, buddy. Look, inflation's gone up 5%. You just got a 5% raise. Has one person in my audience, the, the show's now heard nationwide, which is really absurd to me, but still, the show's now heard nationwide. Has a single person in my audience gotten a raise that equals the inflation you've already seen in your life? I want to hear. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. But let's set all that aside. Of course they're lying. Do you want to know why I call the system the system? Here's why. You see, cultures, as you know, have institutions. Cultures are built on something. What are they built on? They're built on the institutions. Think of the institutions as foundation pillars. If they crumble, the society crumbles. What kind of pillars you have, what kind of institutions you have, how they're run, they're going to determine exactly how strong your society is. And if a storm comes a-blowing, you had better hope those institutions are strong and have made your foundation strong. What's going on in America's cultural institutions? Well, the most unhealthy thing that could possibly be going on. The same hive mind governs them all. Do you understand how unhealthy it is for a nation to have politicians left and right saying the same things as professors, saying the same things as actors, saying the same things as athletes, saying the same things as corporations, saying the same... Are you getting it? Saying the same things as churches and synagogues. Do you know how unhealthy it is for one disgusting, rotted-out hive mind to govern the cultural institutions that hold up your nation, it will be the end of us. But 
This system is funny. Once you step outside of it and realize what you're looking at, you start to figure it out pretty quickly. The system is simply doing what the system always does. I have this saying, I repeat all the time. It's going to, there's going to come a point I'm going to say it, and you're going to repeat it, but roll your eyes and say, oh gosh, Jesse, I get it. The system takes care of its own. What do I mean by that? Do you think it's an accident that we have inflation right now? And this obviously looks bad for Democrats, looks bad for the Biden administration. Look, even it doesn't even matter where the blame lies. Right now, under President Biden, inflation is going up. People are noticing more than anything at the gas pump and at the grocery aisle. I continue to get email after email after email. Jesse, that's just my groceries. Are, they're going up and up. So people are noticing it. It's unavoidable. They're going to assign blame for that. People assign blame, sometimes rightly, oftentimes wrongly, to the very top of whatever. Your favorite wide receiver drops a 50-yard pass that was put right in his hands, losing your team the big game. Do you blame the receiver? Well, you may chew him out for a minute, but what do you do with your friends? That head coach is a bum. That guy has to go. He doesn't know football. He didn't drop the pass. He called the right play. Everything worked out fine. The idiot receiver couldn't catch the ball. The man at the top gets a lot of respect, gets a lot of cash. The man at the top gets all the blame. So no matter what, Joe Biden is assigned blame in the minds of the American public for inflation. I know you're feeling it. I see your emails. Look, I'm feeling it. We have two sons, 10 and 12, and they're huge because I'm so big. They're enormous. My 12-year-old is already bigger than my wife. My 10-year-old just caught her. They're huge. You don't have any idea what my grocery bill is? I made eggs the other morning for my boys and I. You know how many eggs I made for three of us? Chris said six. Yeah, pal, 12. I made 12 eggs for three of us. I got two of them. The eggs are all gone. You go through a dozen eggs every time you make breakfast, you start to check your grocery bill and check your costs. I'm going through what you're going through. I get it. Okay, so people are assigning blame to Biden. That doesn't look good for Biden. What do you do? Well, the system takes care of its own. Do you think the Biden administration, when you have a corrupt, rotted out, disgusting system, do you think they're going to run to the microphone and be all, whoa, man, this inflation... Uh, I got to own it. The buck stops here. That's on me. Do you think actors and actresses and sports stars are going to be all, man, hey, the little guy, he's taking it on the chin from this inflation. That's on Joe Biden. That's really on my left-wing politics and left-wing politicians. No, of course not. The system takes care of its own. Now, in forever. If you think this is the only headline you're going to read explaining to you that something terrible is actually good for you and you should stop complaining, you've got another thing coming. The system, when it gets rotted and corrupt and it begins crumbling as ours is, the lies don't stop. They don't ever self-assess. There's never a moment where a media person or Hollywood person or politician looks in the mirror and says, oh, man, gosh, 
my left-wing policies have absolutely screwed everything up. It doesn't even enter their minds. Why doesn't it enter their minds? Well, let me ask you something. Let's be, let's just be real about this. You a religious person at all? Christian, Jew, Muslim, Hindu, whatever you believe? You believe in God? What would it take for you to renounce your God? What would it take for you? Let's just use Christian. What would it take for you to step up and say, oh, man, you know what? I am tired of watching my Lord and Savior Jesus muck this whole thing up. I'm done with him. Right now, you're saying, well, gosh, I would never. I would never. That's just like the communists. You must remember there is no level of destruction or misery or death or inflation or anything. It doesn't exist. The level of, of destruction does not exist that will cause the communist to renounce his God. That's what you're up against. That's what you and I have to acknowledge at all times. They won't acknowledge failure. They would never even occur to them to acknowledge failure. In fact... They'll flat out tell you you're the failure failure because you won't acknowledge their policies are working. That's how a corrupt system works. We're going to talk more about that. I'm going to use the greatest politician in America as an example right after this. But first and foremost, I just talked to you for 15 minutes about inflation. They're so concerned about inflation. They're telling you inflation is actually good for you and They're telling you day after day, more inflation is coming. Please tell me you've already called Oxford Gold Group and bought some gold and silver. Not pieces of paper either. Oxford Gold Group puts real gold and real silver in your hands. I don't want you to do anything drastic ever. I'm not telling you pull all your money out of the stock market and bury it in a mayonnaise jar because the sky is falling. Just diversify and get some gold and silver with Oxford Gold Group. 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-GOLD. Make sure you tell them Jesse told you to call. They will take extra special care of you. Oxford Gold Group. 833-995-GOLD. I've got an animal inside of me. This is Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly show. Chris, is that is that Van Halen? You know what? I'm not I'm I don't know if we're ready for the show. I don't know if the show is prepared for the blowback we would get if I were to give my Van Halen opinion. You know, we're gonna do the plane flying into the mountain thing in a second, and then I'll address Van Halen, but first, back to this inflation, back to the system lying to you. And, and the thing is, it's not just that the system is now telling you. Well, okay, there's inflation. They can't cover that up because you see it when you buy bread. The system tells you, well, there's inflation, but it's actually good for you. That's step two. Chris, write this down, record it so I can play it back and tell everybody how smart I am. You know, I am the Oracle after all. I worked hard to give myself that nickname. The next step in this process It's going to be telling you, quit whining about inflation. 
And then it'll be telling you, you should be happy about inflation. Never once does the system look at itself and say, we screwed up, we should own it. That's not how it works. And see, that's the problem. Back to what I said in the first segment of the show. That's the problem when it becomes a system, when all your cultural institutions, when they're all governed by the same ideology, then it becomes a system where it's just one huge hive mind. They don't get to lie like that if certain parts of the system are outside of the system and are governed by a different ideology. Let me explain. Okay, Joe Biden gets up there. He's president of the United States. Inflation hits. That sucks. All right, not good. Okay, a media, he gets some media lackey to write an article about why inflation's actually good. Okay, that's not good. But what if your other cultural institution leaders pushed back? How much does that change the game? How much does it change the game if today the CEO of Nike, you know what? Forget that. There's a joint press conference with the CEOs of Nike and Starbucks and Amazon, and they hold a press conference and they say, this inflation is a disaster. This is Joe Biden's fault. We need a change of policy now. You see, you're laughing or you're scoffing because you know they're all part of the system, right? But what difference would that make? What a difference it would make. What if LeBron James gets up after his game tonight? I don't even know if he's playing tonight, nor do I care. I don't watch basketball anymore. But if he gets up after his game tonight, the press conference, is a press conference and says, hey, I try not to get political, but this inflation under Joe Biden is crushing people. We got to do something. You see how much different it is? You see when it stops becoming a system and there's some kind of differing view out there, how it can benefit a nation. But once it becomes a system, once they all say the same things all the time, then there's never any accountability. Because who's going to put a check on them? Who's going to put a check on them? Nancy Pelosi, as I've long told you, I know you hate her guts, so do I. She is a Disney character, movie villain. She's Corella DeVille. She is. Everyone knows it. Nancy Pelosi, you just know for a fact, makes her grandkids eat outside so they don't get anything on the carpet. Like, you know that's the grandma. Chris is laughing. You know I'm right, right? You know I'm right? The greatest politician maybe this country's ever seen. When you consider the level of power she's been able to achieve, all while having the personality of a grizzly bear with an impacted molar. That's impressive. How do you achieve that level of power? Well, you play offense. You remember when Nancy Pelosi got caught in a salon, no mask on, getting a personal haircut when that was all supposed to be illegal and wrong, right? You remember how she responded? Pay attention to this. And I want you to pay attention to this, not so you can hate Nancy Pelosi. I know you already hate Nancy Pelosi. I want you to pay attention to this because this is how you and I are going to have to conduct ourselves in the future. Go, Chris. I take responsibility for trusting uh, the word of a neighborhood salon that I've been to over the years many times. And that um, when they said, well, we're able to accommodate people one person at a time and that we can set up that time, I trusted that. As it turns out, it wasn't set up. So I take responsibility for falling for a setup. And that's all I'm going to say on that. Does that make you feel icky thinking about conducting yourself in that way? I mean, the salon owner, remember, got run out of town. 
The system is so committed to making sure that, well, you comply, they'll run you out of town. They'll shut down your business. They'll throw you in jail without a second of hesitation. Keep in mind, when I talk about the system, they let your grandma and grandpa drown in their own lung fluid so you could hold out for a pharmaceutical vaccine. They let your grandma and your grandpa drown in their own lung fluid so they could win an election. These people are, you think I'm a sociopath and I am. There's nothing these people won't do. So I don't expect you to be like that in your heart and soul, but I do expect you to do this. Play offense at all times and never, ever, 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 ever apologize to these people. Never. And that can be hard, especially for a Judeo-Christian-based society as we are. I mean, it's part of who we are. Chris, even you people, it's forgiveness, right? See? Forgiveness. You screw up, you ask for forgiveness, you're forgiven. That's who we're supposed to be. When it comes to the political game of power we're in now, you can't be that anymore. There can never be an apology. I've told you before, I told you this when the show was a 7 o'clock at night show on Houston Radio, and I'll tell you now, speaking coast to coast, Across the nation, I will never apologize, ever. You'll never hear me on the radio apologize. I won't do it. I'll quit and go do something else. Not because I'm never wrong. Lord knows I'm wrong all the time. Because this has to be a game now of take no prisoners, never look back, never apologize, advance constantly, play offense constantly. Never admit a mistake because your enemy, they're not negotiating in good faith with you. They're watching the price of your bread and gas and eggs and clothes and everything else you buy. They're watching the price of all of it go up. They're watching your quality of life go down. And they don't care. Not only do they not care. They're now going to spend the next few months telling you why you should suck it up and accept it, why it's good for you. That is a corrupted system. Now, before I forget, it's Thursday. What's that mean? Well, tomorrow's Friday. That's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. You can ask me anything. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Doesn't have to be political. Can be about anything. We have fun on Fridays. Don't forget about that. All right. John Kerry showed his face. That's bad enough. Hang on. No, stand my ground. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Okay, I have to admit it now. Before I get to John Kerry, John Kerry got busted at the airport without a mask on. This continues to happen. I'm going to explain to you exactly why this happens here in just a second. But before I get to John Kerry, I promised I was going to offend everybody. So here it is. Van Halen sucks. Okay. I'm tired of living this lie. I I will not live a lie anymore. Van Halen is not enjoyable to listen to. That's one. Two. Chris insulted Jimi Hendrix, which is unacceptable. He said Jimi Hendrix what did you say about him, Chris? It was something terrible. Okay, you're stupid. Chris said he's overrated. Here's a true story about Jimi Hendrix. 
he was jamming out, and this is before he got big, he was jamming out in some uh, underground bar. I believe this was in London. I'm doing this secondhand. And at the time, Pete's, Pete Townsend, you know, The Who, and Eric Clapton, they were already making it big. So they were big. They were known as the guitar guys. They were also buddies. They walked in, and Hendrix was up there playing. Now, this is Eric Clapton and Townsend, right? I mean, these guys know their way around a guitar. And Clapton turns to Townsend and, well, after watching Jimi Hendrix play and says, Oh, man, what are we going to do now? Overrated, son. No, sir. Not overrated. Not All right, back to John Kerry. John Kerry gets busted without a mask in an airport. And everyone's making a whole bunch about this, right? He's a hypocrite and everything else. Remember what I've always told you about these coronavirus people who get busted all the time. And the laundry list I could give you right now, just off the top of my head, I don't even have a list in front of me because I don't prepare anything for the show. I mean, just off the top of my head, we just played Nancy Pelosi for you at the salon, got busted. Gretchen Whitmer got, got busted going to Florida after telling people not to travel. Dr. Burks, you remember Dr. Burks? Right there with Dr. Fauci every day. Don't you dare travel for Thanksgiving. Gets busted traveling for Thanksgiving. Cuomo, after he got, mur- got done murdering 15,000 people in New York, wear a mask. Do you want grandma to die? Pictured at a party, no mask. Gavin Newsom, California, wear a mask, lock down, close your restaurant, drives right to a restaurant, parties with friends. Look, I'm not going to go over down the list. And now John Kerry gets busted. Why did John Kerry get busted with no mask? John Kerry's not worried about coronavirus. This is the hardest thing for people to understand. Because so many people in the country went all in and they bought the coronavirus panic and they're, ah, we're dying. The truth is, we have the data now. We have all the data in our hands and it looks very similar to the data we got going on early. If you're old... And I mean significantly old. It's 80, 85, definitely with a pre-existing condition. Yes, coronavirus can take you down. And did, sadly. Very sadly. If you're obese, because the blood circulation isn't as good, coronavirus can take you down. The rest of the population is not at risk from coronavirus. I don't know why we still have to dance around this. The thing that should outrage you is... John Kerry knows that. Nancy Pelosi knows that. Gavin Newsom knows that. Andrew Cuomo knows that. Joe Biden knows that. Anthony Fauci knows that. So why would they lie, right? Why why continue this scam? I mean, clearly they're not worried about it. They've all been caught a thousand times. Well, let's have a frank talk. Has the last year been a tough year? For Dr. Anthony Fauci, or has the last year been the greatest year in his entire career? Chris, how old is Dr. Fauci? Do me a favor. Do me a quick Google image search, or not image search. Do a quick internet search thingy where you type in the or search stuff in the bars. Do you need help over there? What? I'm not huge on the technical stuff. How old is Dr. Fauci? I think he's 70-some, if I remember right. How old? 80? 80 years old. He's 80 years old. Now, I want you to picture something. I want you to picture this for me. 
Dr. Fauci, I don't know anything about his background, but I do know at some point in time he went to medical school. So, okay, ambitious young man goes to medical school. That's about 10,000 years. I'm sure he got this job or that job, ends up working in the government for a long time. But up to about, oh, I don't know, 2019, did a single person in Dr. Fauci's life, that would have made him 78, did a single person after 78 years on this earth, did anybody ever stop Dr. Fauci in an airport, ask him for an autograph, ask him to take, can I take a picture with you for Instagram? All my girlfriends are going to love this. Did anybody buy him a steak? How many magazine covers was he on? How many first pitches at the baseball games did he throw out? You're laughing, right? So let me ask you, do you think Dr. Fauci loves or hates coronavirus? Do you think Dr. Fauci wants this whole thing to end? I remember... I remember a neighbor telling me, I forget what football game it was. It might have been the Super Bowl. I didn't watch the NFL last year, nor will I. I don't do that anti-American crap anymore. I remember a neighbor telling me he did like a five-minute infomercial during a huge NFL game, and I think it was the Super Bowl. How many times was Dr. Fauci doing infomercials for the NFL before 2019? None of these people want coronavirus to end because coronavirus has been outstanding for them. And it goes way beyond the power of it. It goes way beyond them being able to, because all these people, remember, politicians almost universally, they're losers. They're, they're lifelong losers. They've never kissed a pretty girl. They never didn't actually accomplish anything in business. What politics does for you, when you become a powerful politician, what it does It's the only way you can access rich people things without becoming rich. What do I mean by that? Well, here's what happens when you become rich. And I know plenty of rich guys at this point in time. What happens is, you know when rich guys go out to a steakhouse? You know that thing you and I do once a year, maybe? You know when rich guys go to a steakhouse? Whenever they want. When you fly... You're looking for a good deal? Oh, it's cheaper if we fly Thursday. Rich guys don't even look at that. That's what politicians get to do by not earning any money but becoming politicians. That's why you become a politician. You're a loser who didn't do anything, and now you want access to the stake whenever you want. You want access to fly first class whenever you want. That's what being a politician does for you. These people are losers. So one, they get off on the power of it. Two, where do you think all these people have their money invested? Go ahead. Do do yourself a little favor. I didn't even do this before the show because I didn't know I was going to go off on this tangent. Do yourself a favor. Go look at the Fortune 20. Look at the Fortune 20 companies. And if you have time, look where those Fortune 20 companies were at about 2018, 2019, and look where they're at now. Who do you think has all their money invested with the the Fortune 20 companies? Guys like John Kerry, 
John Kerry is, one, not worried about getting coronavirus. He's not concerned about it at all. And two, John Kerry has no interest whatsoever in coronavirus ending. Oh, but Jesse, doesn't he care about uh, the, the businesses being wiped out and, and everything? John Kerry doesn't lose a minute of sleep about you losing your business. That funeral of grandmas you didn't get to go to because of stupid coronavirus restrictions? John Kerry doesn't lose a minute of sleep over that. These people are all monsters. Now, that's not their fault. Eventually, you get enough money and power and whatnot, you just become a monster. History tells us that's a fact. These people are all monsters. Now, that's the bad news. The good news is I'm going to tell you my plane flying into a mountain theory. That's one. Two, you have the communists scared. Do you know that? How do I know? I'll tell you in a second. Feeling a little stocky? Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Do you know you have the communists a little scared right now? I hope you feel good about that. I'm going to explain exactly why here in a second, but... You and I, as people on the right, we've spent a lifetime on our heels, losing ground, losing ground, them playing offense, us playing defense. Maybe things are changing. Maybe the new right is learning to play offense. Maybe the new right is getting some teeth because these people are a little shaken. We'll get to that in just a moment. Allow me to address another musical take. Chris played Leonard Skinner coming back because we talked about Hendrix and everything else. There's a theory, a theory I've had for a long time. I brought it up at the beginning of the show, flying your plane into the side of a mountain. If you ask most people to list the greatest bands of all time, Leonard Skinner is oftentimes somewhere on that list. They just are. It's because they died young. Now, I understand they went on and kept playing and replaced the singer. I, I, I get all that. You don't have to give me the history behind it. Yes, Skinner's amazing. Yes, huge fan. But guys like Hendrix and uh, Morrison and Skinner. Honestly, this applies way beyond uh, music. Chris Farley. When you die young, here's what happens. You see, you put together your best stuff. If you're any kind of an entertainer, especially you know, actors and, and musicians, you put together your best stuff early. Why? Well, you have this natural talent, and you're excited, you're still having fun, and you're hungry, you're trying to achieve success, so it's it's easier to, you know, you knock off on a Thursday night when you're talented and young and hungry and feeling like you're right on the cusp of success, what do you do on a Thursday night? You get your butt home. You get to sleep. You got to wake up tomorrow and grind again. What do you do when you're worth $50 million and it's Thursday night? I think I'll go just swim in champagne all night with the Swedish bikini team. Soon you're not funny anymore. Soon you're not making music anymore. Sometimes, if you want to be a legend, my only point of this is, and this has nothing to do with anything, if you're wondering where I'm going with this politically, you're going to be wondering for a long time because I don't have a point here at all. My point is simply this. For a lot of these guys, 
dying early? Well, obviously not ideal. You want to give your kids a, a Werther's original and sniff them if you're Joe Biden. But dying early is the best thing that happened to a lot of them. Jimi Hendrix is a legend because he wasn't around long enough to be rich enough for long enough and start making crappy music. Chris told me he started experimenting with jazz at the end. Oh, barf. Leonard Skinnerd around for just long enough to put together just some incredible songs right about the time they started drowning in cash. Kaboom. No more of that. Maybe not for the best, but if you want to go down in history, maybe it's for the best. Maybe I'll drive my car off a bridge on the way home tonight. I don't know. I'm just kidding. No, I won't stop. That's too dark. All right. Why are you beating the communists? How do you know you have them scared? There's a headline here from NBC News. Ben Collins at NBCNews.com. QAnon. Is it QAnon or QAnon? Chris, I never did figure out what this thing is. QAnon or Anon or something. QAnon's new plan. Run for school board. Now, this is what I do know about QAnon or QAnon. I know it was some internet phenomenon thing where someone thought there was some inside base. Either way, whatever it is, it was some weird, totally online thing that no normal person really knew that much about. And the left decided because this seems like kind of a nutty thing. And I don't know whether it was nutty or not. I never looked into it because it seems like kind of a nutty thing. Let's just act like everybody on the right is queuing on. Everybody. But none of that matters. What you need to take from this is this. The left is seeing that you're interested in playing offense. They see that you're running for school board and it terrifies them. They have had complete ownership over what goes in your kids' eyes and ears for seven, eight hours a day. And they've had that ownership for decades Decades, and they've seen generation after generation getting more and more anti-American, and they're living high on the hog. What could be better than another four million college graduates who hate this country and are going to move on to run for office and be in the boardrooms and everything else? They love it. They got way too comfortable with it, though. This happens when you have power for too long. You get used to it, and you start to think you're never going to be able to keep it, or you're never going to be able to lose it. Well, we have the school boards. The communists in this country are scared to death over awake suburban soccer moms raging at them in these school board meetings and running for office. Ladies, I'm mainly talking to you because I think you'll be the ones doing it. But fellas, you get involved too. Get your butt out there and run for office. And don't you dare, ladies, do that thing. Oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't care. You'll figure it out. I don't care. You don't have to know what you're talking about. By the way, most of you are hot. Just bat your eyes at them. You get all the votes you need. Go run for office. Go raise money. Get mailers out there. Run these scumbags out of your school boards and make sure when you get on that school board, make sure you set aside this thing you're going to want to do. I just want to get politics out of it. Teachers are not robots. 
They're human beings. You cannot stand in front of a child for seven, eight hours a day and not put your biases onto that child. You run for office, run for school board, run for state house, state senate, and make sure they're learning your values. That's offense. That's how we win. We let them have generation after generation after generation, and now parents are awake and getting involved, and the communists are worried about it. Good. Let them be afraid. I'm not done with this. Jesse Kelly show. We are, well, we're all over the map tonight. That little Leonard Skinner bit's going to get us in trouble, Chris. I guarantee you that. <laughs> but lastly, before I move on, feel good about something. They're scared. They're already starting to label and shame you for running for school board. Don't let them. In fact, do more than ignore them. When they say you're some right-wing nut, you're a white supremacist, you're a Nazi, you're... Enjoy it. Learn to enjoy it. People talk all the time about, uh, because we get all these emails, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Remember, tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Put Ask Dr. Jesse in the subject line, and then you can ask me anything. All your emails go right to Chris. He prints them off for me. I read every one of them. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. But I get all these emails about how people are loving the show. We love that. You know, people love the show. And what I get so much is, you're having fun. It sounds like you're having fun. The show's fun. That's because I enjoy when they hate me. That may sound sick or sociopathic. It's where you have to be. Don't, don't. Don't just get to the place where they're like, you're an you're a internet conspiracy nut. That's why you're running for school board. Get to the place where you smile when they say that to you. Get to the place where the nastier they are to you, you know in your mind, oh, they're scared. Every time some idiot calls me a Nazi or something, I love it. I love it. I, I, I hope they lay awake at night dreaming about the day I'm finally gone because they hate me so much. That means I'm doing good, right? And remember, I, I'm looking at let me I'm looking at 12 different articles here about different things I'll bring up tonight. Am I gonna get to all of them? Almost definitely not, but I'm looking at articles from everything. Everything you can imagine. Foreign policy, Bill Cosby, police chase, Nancy Pelosi does insider training. What a shock. I, I mean all, all kinds of things. There's nothing I'm going to talk about tonight or tomorrow night or Monday or any. I'm never going to talk about anything as important as schooling the next generation of this nation. There is not a single political issue that matters. Not one. If we continue to allow the communists to train the next generation of America to hate America, as long as we're churning out Generation after generation of people who hate this country, we will never, ever take it back. Nothing nothing else matters. Don't believe me? Believe our old friend Yuri Bezmenov, KGB agent, who came over here and said, oh, yeah, that's what we're doing. Demoralization, it takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? 
because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy, exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism, American patriotism. They knew. Even the Soviets knew. Remember this about the Cold War, and then we'll get to Joe Biden's HHS secretary. The Cold War, you and I, we like to look back at it. I didn't live through it, really. I mean, I caught the tail end. I was a child. I didn't know what was going on. Maybe you lived through the whole thing. But I do know this. The American thinking in it was, we're facing the big Russian grizzly bear. They could take us down any minute. We could take them down. Inside the Soviet Union, they knew they couldn't come close to matching us economically. And they knew very early on, they knew because they couldn't match us economically, they were never going to be able to match us militarily, even as much as they tried. And they would pour huge amounts of their budget into their military trying to keep up. They knew. So they also knew they had to take a different tactic with us. They had to simply go after the kids and take us down from within, and that's what they did. Now, thank goodness, thank goodness, we remained the land of the free. Or did we? Did you see what Joe Biden's HHS secretary had to say? Xavier Becerra is his name. He's the HHS secretary. Okay, so that basically makes him... The, the top, uh, you know, top medical guy in the country, you would say. Did you hear what this man had to say about going door to door and vaccinating? And other? First of all, let's, let's deal with what he had to say about going door to door. I wonder if you can answer that criticism. It's none of the government's business knowing who has or hasn't been vaccinated. What do you say? Brianna, uh, perhaps uh, we should point out that the federal government has had to spend trillions of dollars to try to keep Americans alive during this pandemic. So it is absolutely the government's business. It is taxpayers' business if we have to continue to spend money. It is the government's business if you got vaccinated or not? Because the government spent trillions of dollars during the pandemic? Whose fault was that? Remember this, and don't you do- see? I'm going to try to calm myself down here, but I'm going to get mad because this pandemic thing drives me crazy. The pandemic did not cost a single person a job. The pandemic didn't close a single restaurant. The pandemic didn't keep a single child out of school. The pandemic didn't keep you from grandpa's funeral. The pandemic didn't ruin your vacation plans. The pandemic response did all that. I I will not allow the American public to get away with this lie and these politicians to get away with this lie that, what, there was no choice. What? Societies have gone through pandemics since the beginning of mankind and not decided to crucify their own economy for it. Oh, everyone go home and hide. Okay, you can come out, but wear a diaper on your face and stand six feet away. Not five. This virus can jump five feet, but six. It's very scientific. The pandemic response did that. So the government, 
The government did that to you and did it to me and did it to this country. And then they had to pump trillions of dollars into it because they purposely kneecapped their own economy. And now you're going to say, well, yeah, I have a right to know if you're vaccinated. I paid for it all. You're the one who screwed it all up. And he wasn't even done yet. He wasn't even done yet. This freaking guy. Listen, listen to this guy and, and listen, listen to the way they view the American people. Listen to this. We want to give people a sense that they have the freedom to choose, but we hope hope they choose to live, and we're going to make it possible for them to I'm, have a good I'm life. sorry? By the way, Chris, Chris, hang on. You're going to play that for me again. Did, did I just hear we want to give people the sense that they have the freedom to choose? We want to give people a sense that they have the freedom to choose, but we hope hope they choose to live, and we're going to make it I've possible. said this before. And this is going to be a tough, tough pill to swallow. And remember, while I'm thinking of it, we have Ed Lattimore, heavyweight boxer, coming up about 20 minutes from now. But this is going to be a tough pill to swallow. But the truth is this. Everybody listening to the sound of my voice knows a liberal. Everybody. No matter what. Maybe it's your crazy aunt on Facebook. Maybe it's your roommate. Maybe it's your wife. Maybe it's your husband. Everybody knows a liberal. Everyone. Remember this. They're all one little nudge away from becoming a tyrant. All of them. Because you can't possibly have that outlook on life where government is the daddy and everyone else is a collective who has to march together. You can't possibly have that outlook on life and not want to make people do things. They're all an inch away from becoming a tyrant All it would take would be just a little nudge. Now, let's talk about something happier. Is there anything better in this world than crawling into bed at night when you're tired and having your sheets just basically give you a big soft hug? That's what Giza Dreams sheets from my pillow are like. They're the world's best cotton. My wife actually said to me this morning, She wakes up and she said, oh, these are the best things we've ever bought in our life. (laughs) Trust me. Right now, there's a special at MyPillow.com. They have a two-for-one low price plus free shipping. Have you seen how expensive shipping is now? Two-for-one low price plus free shipping at MyPillow.com with the promo code JESSE. Do not forget to put in the promo code JESSE. And remember this. They all come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. If they're not as comfortable as I just told you they are, send them back. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE, two for one low price, plus free shipping. Go enjoy some Giza Dream Sheets from MyPillow. The Jesse Kelly Show. On air and online at jessekellyshow.com. It is the Jesse Kelly show. I've got to, I've got to step aside here and Daddy Jesse's going to have to step in one more time apparently. You remember we went off yesterday about the the clear testosterone crisis we have in this country and how I don't know how this happened. I don't know when it happened, but something happened in this country where 
you're always going to have weak people, right? That's, that's that's look. Maybe it's your upbringing. Maybe it's just naturally that's who you are. That's fine. Everyone ain't made to be freaking King David. See, that's a reference even you could appreciate, Chris. Anyway, everyone ain't made to be King David, right? Some people were just meek and kind of soft, and but it was something you hid, or at least something you didn't brag about. Isn't that the kind of society we want to be? We want to be tough, especially the men, right? Men need to be tough. Men and women are different. It's okay to say that. Men in a society need to be tough. You have a responsibility not just to provide for yourself and your family. You have a responsibility as a man to protect your society. That's why God made you with bigger shoulders and bigger hips and more muscle. And that He didn't give you that just so you can look good in board shorts. You're supposed to be tough. We have now gotten to the place where not only are we not tough, people feel comfortable bragging about being pathetic. And it floors me. At least pretend or at least be a complete jellyfish in private. I saw this email. Well, these are two different things I saw today, and it floors me. This is from the VA. This is the VA Department of Health. Many are experiencing significant anxiety as the world slowly runs, slowly reopens. Join VA Copes for a free virtual event on July 22nd and 29th, coping with re-entry anxiety. Are you freaking kidding me? We're having coping sessions now for people who have to leave their home and go walk the dog and go to restaurants again. And pair that with this on my life, on my life. I am not making this up. You remember the article I read you yesterday? It was a, it was an article from uh, Vice.com. It might have been yesterday or the day before. I don't remember things from the show. But Vice.com, they did an article about how the reporters, it was the reporters who survived the Capitol riot are still struggling, <laughs> even though not a single reporter was hurt. Look, I don't like calling people out by name on the show because I've had to be more careful with that. I've had to be more careful with it because the show has gotten way bigger than I ever thought anything was. I just never pictured this at all. We were just doing a one-hour show at 7 o'clock at night in Houston like 15 minutes ago. And now the show is so big and the audience is so big and my audience in particular happens to be passionate and, 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 and cares a lot. So if I call someone out by name, my people will just come down on them with the fist of God, right? <laughs> so, so I have to be more judicious about that. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to you know, make anybody's life visible here, but I'm sorry. Something has to be said. That article yesterday from Vice about the reporters are still struggling. Frank Thorpe V with NBC News, this is his quote. He linked to the article on his social media, and this is what he said. As someone who has sought therapy to help process the trauma from January 6th, this is an important piece about the lingering effects that day has had on the congressional press corps that continues to go through the site to to their trauma to do their jobs. What? Okay, there's one thing. Oh, let's say, let's say you're Frank Thorpe, and let's say that day where 
uh, somebody with deer antlers on his head came in the Capitol and it legitimately traumatized you for some reason. I don't know why that would, but let's say that actually happened and he's actually had to seek therapy because he's so traumatized and he just, he just pees his little depends every time he has to walk into the, the, the Capitol. Let's say that's actually true. All right, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Bro, don't admit that. Don't admit that. Dude, there are chicks reading this. What is wrong with you? Have we have we lost have we lost any semblance of, of manhood and testosterone in this country? It's one thing to be an invertebrate who who has to go seek out therapy for something that nothing violent happened to anybody except one of the protesters. That's one thing. Okay, let's say you have to go say, don't brag. This dude, he probably tells his dates about it and wonders why he doesn't get a second one. Well, I'm, I, I guess I'll pay for half the dinner tonight. It's an equal society, so you should pay for the other half. I still have to save money for my therapist. I mean, it was the Capitol riot. I, I have unresolved trauma. Wait, where are you going, Tiffany? Why are you running off with the football player? I haven't told you about my trauma yet. This is embarrassing. This is embarrassing for the men of this nation. And I have said this before. I know people get mad about it. I don't care. I'm never going to stop saying it. I make fun of feminists all the time, and I always will. But I understand them. I understand them. Because there's no such thing as a leadership vacuum. The second there is a vacuum of leadership, it gets filled by something or someone at all times. It doesn't exist. Human beings... Our very nature is we seek out leaders of some kind, politicians, kings, whatever the case may be. The history of the world says people will seek leaders. The reason we have this feminist movement of harpies and hags in this country is because the men were too pillow soft to tell them, oh, pipe down. That's why they're there. Because guys like Frank Thorpe, when they should be out there taking control and leading society as men, they're in therapy to, to work on their unresolved trauma. So Trina has to go do it. That's the problem. That's embarrassing. And I said it yesterday. I'll say it again. This is the reason. You can argue with me all you want. This is the reason we have a fertility crisis in this country. It is. What woman wants to make kids with that? All right. I realize that was probably extremely offensive. Remember, tomorrow... It's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. I realize that's a fan favorite day on the show. What is Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, you may ask? Well, the week is heavy enough, right? We're dealing with sissies and we're dealing with communists and enough heavy news. On Fridays, it's about you. We answer your questions. You email jesse at jessekellyshow.com. You put Ask Dr. Jesse or Dr. Jesse in the subject line. Your emails go right to Chris. He prints them off for me. I read them all. They don't have to be about politics. They can be. That's totally fine. You have a political question? Ask it. You want to talk history or food or jobs or RV sales, construction, men, women, kids? I don't know. Whatever you want to talk about, we can talk about it. If I don't know the answer, I give you my word. I will make something up and make it sound like I know what I'm talking about. What, Chris? 
You have to show people confidence, Chris. That's why I am the Shogun and you're producer Chris. Now, we have somebody who might be able to help us out with some testosterone coming up next. His name's Ed Lattimore. Grew up rough, built himself into a motivational speaker, heavyweight boxer. Let's talk to somebody who can knock your head off. How sweet is that? Hang on. Jesse Kelly show and now it is time for me to welcome in my friend Ed Lattimore he's a motivational speaker and heavyweight boxer he also as you know the guests picked the music on this show he did not pick that song as per usual Ed picked a song with bad language we couldn't play and I have to use the title he requested a black guy talking white (laughs) Ed what is that supposed to mean Oh, uh, you know, I, I was just thinking about the conversation we were having yesterday, and and there was on, on Twitter. And for reference, you know, I'm, I'm mentioning the the uh, the problem, or not problem, but like the lack of credit education that most of us are getting, and how it works. And and you mentioned how you sold RVs, and I said, you know, uh, a slang that brothers use amongst one another that begins with the N and white and and. and uh, Rednecks are amazingly similar, and so like, you know that that seems like a really interesting thing. Is uh, is to think about these similarities that we have, and I'm always looking for similarities between people because there's so many uh, people who are intent on focusing on the differences, and so you know well, we can come together through humor, we can come together through uh, practices that if just over the road. It's the same thing. The only the only difference is perhaps the way we look. Oh man, that is a fact. I, I don't know. I, I Ed Sir uh, was also in the army. I was in the Marine Corps, so obviously Ed's lesser, but we're not going to go into that right now. But (laughs) didn't you notice your time in the military? Because I grew up mainly in Montana. Now, some in Ohio, but mainly in Montana. And Montana's as white as snow. So I I just did. We didn't. There was nobody who wasn't white up there. But you joined the Marines, and all of a sudden, it's everything you can imagine. It's Latinos. It's black people. It's Asians. It's everything. (laughs) And so. During my time in there, I've always said it's the least racist place I've ever been because we were terrible to each other. All we did was make horrible jokes you couldn't tell today or they'd get you fired, and we loved each other for it. Was that your experience, or did you have a different one? I had a slightly different one, but the general idea still holds is that when you get a bunch of people together from from different backgrounds and you kind of unite them around an idea— they kind of stop caring about these little things. I think one of the biggest problems with society right now, while we're so uh, sensitive, is because we don't have any real issues. I mean, for all intents and purposes, if like if like reality was a video game, humans have have beat most of this at the very least. The planet Earth stage, you know, nothing, uh, nothing really kills us. I mean, the, the COVID thing showed up, but you be alright for the most part. Uh, nothing really kills us. Nothing hunts us. Our food is right here. Water. I always say a lot of these problems are because water is too easy to acquire. Yep. And this is, and then, so we got to. But, but we're a we're a species that built yourself on on fighting things, um, conquering things, competing. So with no real problems, we we find and fabricate these problems amongst ourselves. And and the, the the crazy thing is like when I say it, it sounds so simple, but you can't get people to realize this because it's it's in our nature to fight, man. And that's just how it is. And and whatever what are great ways to 
to have a thing to fight about. Well, we used to fight because, you know, who was different, who was outside the tribe, who was not part of the group. Now, you know, that hasn't gone away, but the difference is now everybody wants to make their own tribe and their own group and their own um, gender or, or be specific about their their race and their struggle. And, and so we, we, we've come to focus on what makes us different. And, is and that, that makes <laughs> is that why we have, in my opinion, a, a manhood or testosterone or whatever you want to call it crisis in this country? I do view it as a crisis. I think our, our, our men today are softer now than they've ever been. And that's just simply a product of too rich, too easy. Like you pointed out, I actually, oh, it's funny you brought sure. up that example. I use it all the time. You're 15 feet away from a clean glass of water at all times in this country. That makes you soft. Right. You know, and look, not only is there no challenge, right? But there is a lot of incentive for distraction. Like I was, I was watching. Um, I watched that Tomorrow War. It's the new thing on Prime, right? Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I get my two hours for the evening and chill out and watch it. But as I'm looking at all this stuff through my Fire Stick, there's so many ways for me to waste time that are like enjoyable. Like everyone goes, "Oh man, you got to check this series out. It's great." I'm like, "Of course it's great. If it wasn't great, they would they would you know." exit a long time ago and then on top of that there's all this there's just an abundance of, of porn everywhere and social media like all your your kind of basic needs that are supposed to drive you even though they're not really met your brain doesn't really know the difference so you feel good you chill out and so men we're not that's not good that's not good for anybody but it's really not good for men right you yeah, need something to do Speaking with Ed Lattimore here, motivational speaker, heavyweight boxer. Is that why you get into boxing? Get yourself tough? Uh, well, well, you know what? That, that was one of the results. But but my big motivation for getting into boxing. I mean, yeah, I guess I guess one could say it that way. I wasn't doing I wasn't doing anything with my life, man. And I was like, let me let me try this out. Let me see where how far we can go. Let's get some sweat equity. My my actual real thought at twenty two was like. Yo, uh, if I died today, they wouldn't be able to say I did anything with my life except drink. So let me try and go do this and see how far this goes. And it just had a transformative effect on so many other areas of my life. But one of the reasons why is because it's bloody difficult. It's hard. But there's a culture of respect. And there's no culture of respect anymore either where you go and earn someone's you know you 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 get to you 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 feel like you paid the price to be part of the group everyone just wants to be part of a group no one wants to like do the process and fighting is no different i get guys that message me all the time like oh you don't want to be a fighter but i'm worried about brain damage i'm like god you don't want to be a fighter did we take these risks and that's the cost and then the reward is whatever you know the reward doesn't even have to be monetary and that's not even the biggest one the biggest one is that you feel like you can overcome and deal with uh, almost anything, and I got that a lot from boxing. You ever get the urge? I mean, sitting in a restaurant, anything. Do you ever get the urge? Look across the room. Not that you would do it. I know you're a good dude, but you ever get the urge <laughs> to just think, "Man, I just want to go blast that guy through the roof right now." And I could do it if I wanted to. <laughs> oh man, dude, I'll, I'll tell you a secret, man. I, I don't know if I'm unique. Well, I'm gonna just tell you what one of the things boxing did to me. Why don't you realize how easy it is to crumble somebody up, and the fact that most people have no control over their adrenaline. They're just gonna, you know, adrenaline dump and be exhausted. You you get a real respect for the fragility of the human 
structure and like and on top of that man i'm terrified of prison like i i just i'm i when it comes to like street conflicts i am a pacifist almost to the point of like where you wouldn't believe that i did now now if somebody you know puts hands on me or the people i'm i'm you know, tasked for protecting, then that's a different story. But I will, I will use every trick imaginable. I, I'll even run because I know when you get into a conflict in the street, man, that like there, there's no win at that point. All, all bets are off. Ain't no rules. Ain't no grab. This guy, you know, he might not care about going to jail and, and he's packing heat. Who knows? I got, you know, my life's too good <laughs> for any of that. And <sighs> real quickly, that there's there's some dude out there or lady, you know, middle aged, thirties, forty years old, looking down, a uh, little flabbier than they'd like to be. Certainly not talking about a Greek god like myself, but <laughs> a little flabbier than they'd like to be. And they're not going to be Ed Lattimore, but they want to no. do something. What is something? Something practical everyone can do to maybe look down and see something different in a couple months. Oh man, look, you know, I tell everybody that everyone under the, uh, let's say under everyone under the age of 35, I think they should take an amateur fight, um, and, and really train for it and, and be in the gym and do it because what you'll learn about yourself in, in three months of training to take your first amateur fight is, is worth 10 years of reading self-improvement. You, you don't get anything like it. In fact, there is nothing like it in the world left. I mean, sort of like training for special forces or something, but, you know, that's like, you know, joining the Army don't have to fold your sheets. You don't need all that drama in your life. You just need a little extra <laughs> to push you. And I think, you know, if you, if you want to do something off the, off the beaten path, something that's going to force you and force you to develop in all areas, train for an amateur fight. Ed Lattimore, where can people get more of your wisdom, brother? I'm at Lattimore all over the internet, man. At Lattimore on Twitter, at, Leo, at Lattimore IG. My website is at Lattimore, mailing list at Lattimore, Facebook at Lattimore. Just type at Lattimore and you'll find me. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you. I love that guy, dude. Every time he comes on, he says something that makes sense. And you know, he and I are both basically professional fighters, Chris. What? <laughs> I mean, by both, I mean, I've watched a lot of professional fights and he's been in a lot of professional fights. So I guess you could say we're pretty much the same. All right. Financially hobbled for life. Remember what we talked about yesterday? About sending little Billy to college? Hang on a sec. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. You're welcome. It is The Jesse Kelly Show, and there is there's one thing that I love more than anything else, and that's talking about me. So before we get to the financially hobbled for life, you know what? Actually, we're going to play something to make people mad first. We're going to make people mad first. It's called give and take, Chris. We're going to make people mad first, and then we'll talk about me. That way, when I go on to talk about me, you feel even better about it because now you're not mad anymore. Anyway, play this from Dr. Fauci, our Lord and Savior. Here we have a vaccine that's highly, highly effective in preventing disease and certainly in preventing severe disease and hospitalization. It's easy to get. It's free. And it's readily available. So, you know, you, you, you've got to ask, what is the problem? Get over it. Get over this political statement. Just get over it and try and save the lives of yourself. And your- you hear the frustration in his voice? Why aren't you listening? 
Don't you know he knows everything? Why aren't you listening? I love it. I love it. All right. Hey, in all seriousness, I got this email. And you know I read all your emails. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Remember, tomorrow's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Put Ask Dr. Jesse in the subject line. Send it. It all goes right to Chris. He prints them out for me. I read them all. Ask me anything. I'll use my almost three years of community college credits to educate the masses, Chris. <laughs> but this one actually, man. If I had any soul, it would be touched by this email. Hey, Jesse. I discovered this show thanks to your interview in Tucker Carlson today, which was really fun to watch, by the way. And since then, I've been podcasting your show every day. I just want to thank you for your show. It's very difficult to find people with the courage to fight the left and even more difficult to find someone who does it publicly. I was born in Cuba. I ran away from communism, and I know what you're telling is as serious as you emphasize, even when people don't want to believe it. I'm sick of hearing the, this will never happen here, bull, beep. I lived in Spain for 16 years, and I've seen the far left getting more and more power, and always the same phrase again. It can happen anywhere, and it will happen everywhere people allow it to happen, and only by fighting it can we stop it. I tell my friends and everyone wishing to hear it that this country is the last stand. There was nowhere to go if this country falls. We need to save what we have, and in order to do that, we need to understand and value what we have. And that's what people like you are doing, and that's why I wanted to thank you for doing it. My best wishes to you and your family, and please don't get tired of what you do. There's a lot at stake, and we really need it. That, that's a little heavier than usual, huh? Listen, the only reason I'm so passionate about this stuff, the only reason, it's because I've been to other places. I see how other people live. You know how many people in the world, I talk to you a lot about drinking water, so I'm not going to do that right now. Let's set that aside. Do you know how many people in the world They're going to sleep tonight. They're going to sleep tonight in maybe a house or maybe less than a house. Maybe they're sleeping in the open sky. And they know, they know there's a chance they'll wake up tomorrow morning. And I don't want to be too graphic, but I just read a story today and it it, it hit home. They know there's a chance they'll wake up tomorrow morning. There will be a coup in their government. There's a good chance warlords will come into their home, into their village, kill the men, take the children away to either be slaves or child soldiers, do things I won't speak about to the women before they kill them too. That's not something you just watch in the movies. I can't can't drive this home enough. That's the existence for people around the world. That's how they live. They live in violent, vile Poor, war-torn dumps. Places you have to take shots to go to. You live in America. You live in America. You live in a place surrounded by more wealth and splendor than you or I could ever possibly appreciate. And because, look, for all my flaws, and I admit there's a lot, I still want that for my kids. 
Don't you want it for your kids and their kids and their kids? We can't let these people destroy it, and that's what they want to do. Remember, remember, don't you ever forget. Don't get trapped into this, well, it's Democrats versus Republicans thing. No, that was 1960. That was 1980. Now it's a people who love and want to protect this country and people who want it brought to brought to its knees. The left does not have a different political ideology than you. The left wants to destroy your country. When you point out the destructive policies of the left, you're not bothering them at all. They know. We've talked about it a thousand times. Something as simple as guns. But why does the left keep... Keep putting in these gun laws in these cities. It's just getting people killed. We have all these statistics, all the violent crimes in the cities and people getting, don't they care? Buddy, it's not only that they don't care about the people getting killed. They're thrilled about it. It's a religion of destruction and domination. Communism is an anti-human. It's an anti-human religion. All of it is about power and envy, and that's why it always results in violence. It always results in people dying because it's an anti-human religion of destruction and domination. They don't feel differently about politics than you. They feel differently about whether or not this country should continue to exist than you. That's what you're up against, and that's why we have to fight. Now... Moms are apparently getting involved on the right side, and that is a good thing. We'll go into that and Joe Biden embarrassing himself. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and we're having fun tonight. I still I can't I can't get over. I'm going to get to this McDonald's story in just a second and why I think this lady is a hero, but we'll get to that in a second. The upside of inflation. Somebody at CNBC actually wrote that. One of the main problems with the media in this country and the elites. I mean look, elite, when I say elites, what I'm talking about is, you know, billionaire types who hate you. Democrats, half the Republican Party. It's not just that they disdain you. It's not that they despise you. It's that they show it. You know, look, I'm sure, look, I wouldn't know what this is like because everybody loves me, but I'm sure if you're one of those people out there who people dislike or get angry at, I mean, at least, at least hide it, right? At least hide the fact that you think we are less than dirt. That's the truth about these people. All right, you know what? We're moving on to something. There is a gross injustice going on in this country. ABC7.com, police chase ends at McDonald's drive-thru as woman orders food in the middle of the pursuit. I know you're going to find this shocking. This was in Southwest Florida. Oh, wait, no, I was wrong. This is Massachusetts. This is ABC 7 of Southwest Florida reporting it. A police chase of a woman in a stolen truck ended at a McDonald's drive-thru after she tried to order food at the pursuit. 
The man that the man that made the 911 call told officers that a woman whom he said he didn't know climbed into his car and drove away. He said his pickup truck had GPS and he could see the location. As the officers made their way to the area of the stolen truck, they were flagged down by another driver who said their car had been hit by the truck minutes before. Joanna Gardell, 38, was identified as the person accused of stealing the truck, and officers found her in the stolen truck a few blocks away. The operator drove away as the officer walked towards her. The officer got back into his cruiser and followed her at a low rate of speed. She did not stop. Miss Gardell began to increase her speed on Main Street and drove through the red lights. The officer deactivated his lights and sirens and stopped following her for safety reasons. Just a heads up. As somebody who served six long months in the Marine Corps' military police, I would say I'm experienced with police work, Chris. Anyway, that actually is not uncommon if you have somebody who's running away from you and you're in an area where a lot of people are, you shut down the uh, you shut down the lights and sirens to make sure you know they don't freak out and take a wrong turn and run someone over. Chris just asked if I'd ever been in a chase. Actually, I have a funny story about that. Hang on one moment. Moving back to my story. She backed up the vehicle at a high rate of speed and then struck the cruiser behind her, knocked down, and dragged one of the detail officers. Officer, This woman is a legend. Officers pursued the stolen vehicle at a low rate of speed before the pursuit was called off. She then pulled into a drive-thru at McDonald's and ordered her food. <laughs> you know why? You know why I have some respect for this criminal who's about to go to jail really for the rest of her life and kids don't be like that? I've always worried about jail. And it's not necessarily avoiding getting assaulted in the shower or something like that. It's the food, man. It's the food. I've always worried about jailhouse food, and I'm such a food freak. People tell me, people ask me about uh, Iraq. You know, I was in the Marines. I was in Iraq. And the worst part of it, and obviously there are the, the blood and the guts and stuff like that that we don't need to go into. You don't need to hear that stuff. But the food, the food, we had this thing one time. It's a, it's, it's a miracle from God. We weren't all imprisoned or imprisoned. We weren't all poisoned. We were guarding some mayor's mansion, and then like 4,000 people showed up and tried to kill us, but we didn't die. So it's a long story short, we had to stay at the mayor's mansion for a while. They didn't want him to get his head cut off, so we had to stay and guard the guy. And one day, this Iraqi dude just comes wheeling this cart up to the gate where we all are and starts selling us these little pitas. And these little pitas had scrambled eggs and onions in them. They just scrambled it up. And God only knows how much butter was in this thing. He must have cooked these things in a gallon of butter. When you've eaten nothing but MREs for eight, nine months, you've never tasted anything that good in your life. And so the guy started coming back every day. We were emptying our accounts. Just, no, I don't want two. I want 22 because I need to save them tomorrow in case you get killed on the way home. So that was a long way of saying food is so important to me. I don't think I could. I don't think I could take it in jail. I don't think I could do it. Back to Chris's question about have I ever been in a chase? No, 
not necessarily what I would consider a high-speed chase. I had people who didn't pull over before. The fastest I ever went, and remember, I've told you this story before, how they put the cameras in the cruisers so they would turn on whenever we were driving too fast because you were not allowed to drive too fast, even if you were driving towards something. They were strict about that. Well, we got word that one of the uh, one of the Marines, he was an officer, and he was gone, and his wife was gone, and their house caught fire, and they had a little girl. We didn't know how old. We got word the little girl was in the house, and I just burned it, and I mean burned it. I was doing 115 across the base. They caught me on the camera, and they kept radioing me, telling me to slow down, I got in double trouble because I got on the radio and told him to beep off because I don't do this. A kid may be burning to death in the house. I'm not slowing down. So I actually got, I was not allowed to drive anymore. I got there, by the way, the little girl was fine. It was a little fire. It was all fine. I got there, get the little girl. The family thanks me. The Marine Corps uh, provost marshal's office didn't let me drive ever again. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, not a high-speed chase, but apparently 115 across the base, not allowed. Very, very much not allowed. Now, I promised you this earlier. I get distracted, so now I'm getting back to it. Remember our talk about you sending little Timmy and Braden and Aiden and Jaden to college and how you need to break that mentality of that being the thing you should do? Yeah, if they need it for the career they want, send them to college. If this is just because you think it's the thing to do, don't do that. And if this is because you want to brag to your friends that Billy got into Harvard, definitely don't do that either. These kids, they're financially crippled. This story, uh, it's from foxbusiness.com. The headline is financially hobbled for life. The elite master's degree that doesn't pay off. Recent film program graduates at Columbia University who took out federal student loans have a median debt of $181,000. Yet two years after earning their master's degree, half of the borrowers were making less than thirty. dollars thousand dollars a year where are the parents where are the parents and you know what it's not all on parents when you're that age as a student i was very aware of money at that point in time because i had to figure out how much i had for beer 181 you're racking up 181 thousand dollars in debt and you don't know you have a great paying job on the back end are you out of your mind you know what that means for you right because that's a master's program okay so let's just be generous and assume 25 26 you're graduating with 181 thousand dollars in debt you're not owning a home till you're in your 40s there's simply no way and if you're making $30,000 a year, get wrap your mind around this. If you're making $30,000 a year and you owe $181,000 in debt, you're never owning a home. Your children, your children will be paying that off. Why are we still doing this as a nation? What? Where did this come from? You have to go to college. No, you don't. 
Don't buy that lie. That is a lie. All right. Back to what I was talking about. The moms getting angry, fighting. They're doing good. Hang on. I'll tell you. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com It is the Jesse Kelly show, and I'll tell you, uh, this this inflation thing still drives me crazy. How callous these people are, because I'm looking at this email. Hi, Jesse. The local grocery store I go to in, uh, I don't know if I should give out the guy's town, has pre-cooked prime rib, which sold six weeks ago for $11.99 a pound. Guess how much it is now? $23.99 a pound. These people who act like the consequences of their actions, all this just trillions spent here and spent there and and killing the golden goose. They act like it's no big deal. Yeah, it's no big deal for you. It's no big deal for you. You make two, $300,000 a year. Normal people, it's a big deal. People don't make that. It's just, it's just as callous as they were. During the coronavirus lockdowns, this is what made me freak out. All these media people who never missed a paycheck, politicians who never missed a paycheck, sitting at home, picking your rear end, while, while, while small business owners are wiped out. The construction guy's wiped out. He's living paycheck to paycheck. And then you have these media guys looking down at people. Wow, I mean, I, you should really just, we're all in this together. No, we're not. You're making money. No, we're not. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because I used to actually work for a living, and now I just get to talk for a living. But I, it's crazy to me. Dear Jesse, I'm a wife and mom who has a dog. I get what you're saying. I hope the dog's okay. Get the neighbor a six-pack. By the way, the dog, Fred, is okay, but now not okay. Going back to the vet tomorrow, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to suggest... We get another replacement dog. Yes, I'm aware of the dollars, Chris. I don't need you bringing up to me how expensive this is getting. Anyway, she continues. If you do, imagine me, who after listening for over a year, just figured out last week that when you say dime, it's because a woman is a 10. Facepalm. Oh, well, I have a new new nickname for myself. Great show. Thanks for the laughs. She says, sincerely, seven cent. Oh, don't sell yourself short like that. Woman, I'm sure you look plenty good. Headline, dailycaller.com. Moms speak out after private school expels their kids over questioning CRT. I want you to remember, this is uh, her name's Amy Gonzalez. She was at Columbus Academy. It's in Ohio. It's not important to you personally, but I want you to understand. I tell you a lot to get your kids out of government schools, and I mean it. Get your kids out of government schools while also running for school board and taking over the government schools. You can do both, and you should. That doesn't mean your private school is okay. It might be. I hope it is. But that doesn't mean your private school is okay. Just because you took young Bryson out of the the public school and are taking him to a private school, look, the private schools, you know what they are in the K-12 through realm? They're where all the teachers want to be. The money's better. The treatment's better. The facilities are better. And the students are better. Why? Well, Let's just go ahead and be cold-hearted capitalists here. 
Which crowd would you rather be in? You're taking your kids to an amusement park. Would you rather go to, assuming you could pay for either, would you rather go to $1,000 a ticket day or half price day? Don't lie to me. I know which one you'd rather be at. Everyone knows. You know, I've told you about the bargain basement stuff I've done before. The cruise. Remember my cruise story? We took a cruise. We didn't have any money, all right? We took a cruise. It was $150 a night. You can't stay at a Super 8 for $150 a night, let alone take a cruise. It was the $150 a night crowd, Jack. There was a film of oil in the pool. I almost got hepatitis on the ship, I'm sure. I actually did spend a day in the hospital, but that was actually my fault. No one else's. What, Chris? It was it was free booze at some of those places. Don't look at me. We're not going into the details, Chris. Anyway, you price out the riffraff in life. So that's why the teachers love going to private schools, understandably. But just because they're pricing out the riffraff students and they're getting better facilities and whatnot, that doesn't mean you don't have a bunch of card-carrying communists who like better facilities in your kid's private school. Pay attention. And, and this pains me to say this because it's true, but it is true. This applies to your Catholic school, your Jewish school, your Muslim school, your Christian school, your Baptist school, whatever it is, your religious schools as well. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a supporter of religious schools. By the way, if you're a Jew, get your kid in Jewish school. Christian, get your kid in Christian school. Catholic, I know Catholic schools are huge. There are some mega, mega, mega powerful Catholic schools, private schools here in Houston. A little out of the budget, but still, they're very nice schools. You think a communist can't go take over there? You think all those teachers are blood red teaching little Billy about how great the country is? Think again. It's your money. It's your child. Make sure you're paying attention. Don't think just because you're stroking a check every year, you've written a check enough to get your kid out of the communist you know, waterboarding session. You have not. Dear Jesse, my husband is an avid listener and big fan of you. Of course he is. A month ago, we went on vacation to Texas to celebrate our daughter. My hubby was excited to try a couple places that you had talked about, and they were both delicious. I do understand why your wife doesn't go to Waffle House, as the one we went to did have a wanted poster on the door for a recent robbery, but it was worth a risk to eat such a good meal. <laughs> I don't know what these women's problem is with Waffle House, Chris. I'll never understand it. Waffle House is an American institution. I understand. It's not It's not always the cleanest place in the world. It's not always the Sometimes it can be a little dirty. The food is outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. No, it's not prime rib. I realize that. If you get the steak and eggs at Waffle House, that steak that steak is going to come out of a freeze-dried pack or something. I get that. I can't kill him for that. Chris, play the commander-in-chief. I want to hear it. It puts me in a good mood. This is the commander-in-chief. If we go to war, this man is leading the armed forces. Work for the release of detained Americans, including uh, Mark, uh, uh, excuse me, Ferrix. I, I want to pronounce the name correctly. I, miss, I misspoke. 
And this, uh, starting this month, we're going to begin to re, re, reloc. We're going to be, begin relocation. Flights. Okay, all right. That, that's that's enough, Chris. That's enough, Chris. I understand the president has a stutter. I'm not going to rip on a man who has a stutter. People have stutters, but again, you know why I'm not playing in the NBA? Because I'm too slow and can't jump, and I'm uncoordinated. Everyone isn't qualified for every job. If you can't speak, you can't be president of the United States of America. That's embarrassing. Now, I've seen blood in Waffle House. You want to hear that story? Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. We have a socialist mayor. She says police want to re-victimize people. She wants to send social workers on emergency calls. Her name's India B. Walton. Don't worry about that. She's an idiot. But remember this. Remember what I've always told you. Don't make the mistake of saying, that would never work. It's that's Crime's going to go up. She's going to destroy the city. She knows. She knows. She's not. She, she doesn't have the IQ of a bar stool. She understands you can't send social workers out on these violent encounters. She understands it doesn't work. She understands it'll destroy Buffalo, New York. That's where this lady's running. That's the idea. When you point out the destructiveness of the communist policies to the communist, that's like pointing out to the chef how good his meal tastes. That's the idea. Now, speaking of delicious meals, let's go to Waffle House. Now, as it is well known, many women do not like to go into Waffle House. My wife, who's not exactly a snob, will not eat at Waffle House. I obsess over Waffle House. When I road trip, I eat at Waffle House or Red Lobster almost exclusively. I told you I'm high class, all right? My sons, I mean, this just happens with sons. They love Waffle House, too. I'm not making this up. If my wife uh, has a girls' night or leaves town to go see her family or something like that, she is out the door for 15 seconds, and my sons will be all, can we go to Waffle House, Dad? That's where they want to go. And I always tell them, don't you want to go to something nice like Red Lobster? And they're like, no, Waffle House. We don't need to get into all the details. So I take my, kid to, to waffle, my kids to wet, uh, Waffle House, and we sit down, and of course, because they are, honestly, it's the friendliest staff always. There's not always a full head of teeth, but they're the friendliest staff in the world. And we sit down, they always bring my boys the little paper hats, and I get my hash browns smothered and covered, and they're giving the boys extra chocolate chips because my sons are old enough now. They pour the charm on. It's always some waitress. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am, because we're big on manners, even though I don't have any. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. So they pour the charm on. They're getting extra everything. And we get up to leave. I have to pay. It was like $18 for three of us. Again, Waffle House is the bomb. My youngest son says to me, Dad, I have to use the restroom. Now, I love Waffle House, as you know. You also know by this point in time, I'm not big on public restrooms. 
They gross me out. I'm no germaphobe. Again, I'm not one of these elbow bump guys. Shake hands, look people in the eye. I'm not one of these that walk around with hand sanitizer all the time. That's not me. Public restrooms. Ugh. The smell. And I and I see you I see you peeing and not washing your hands, fellas, and it's gross. It's gross. So I just I'm grossed out by public restrooms. So if you take the general cleanliness of a Waffle House, which may not be up to normal standards of other restaurants, it may be. I'm not not saying anything. I don't necessarily think the son needs to use the restroom in there. And I ask him, again, I'm going to make this as, as, as non-gross as possible. I ask him, is it number one or number two, buddy? And he said, it's number two. And I said, buddy, please. We are we are less than 10 minutes from home. Can you hold it? And I can tell by the look in his eyes, the answer is no. So what choice do I have? What am I going to make the kid do? Go in his pants on the way home? I said, all right, you know, go have at it. Takes off in there. I send my oldest son with him. It's just, it's a, it's a security thing. If I can't go and I was doing something else for work on the phone, my sons always go together. Watch out for your kids in public restrooms, people. There are some real sick freaks out there. Anyway, setting that aside. He goes. He takes forever. And she had just, the wife had just left town. And it was one of those things where she's like, please don't let the kids eat junk the whole time or get themselves hurt. I see them coming around the corner as he comes out of the bathroom and he has this look of kind of desperation on his face. And I think, oh, gosh, please. I mean, who knows what the things that are going through my mind at this point in time, right? And he's limping. And I think, oh, no, what? He comes running up to me and he said, there's a jagged piece of metal on the bottom of the door. Turns out someone had vandalized a glorious Waffle House. They had vandalized the door, and there was a jagged steel part on the bottom of it that he didn't see, and he was wearing flip-flops when he went in. And the steel part, oh, gosh, I'm cringing telling you. The steel part was actually scraping on the floor every time the door opened and closed. My son opened the door of the Waffle House bathroom and the steel part, the jagged steel part, sliced open his foot. <laughs> and he's bleeding. And I don't want to take him back into the restroom because I, I, I can't risk that. And I also don't want him bleeding on my truck. So I threw him in the bed of the pickup truck. And we, no, I didn't. I let him ride in the actual truck. But I drove home, and I've got his foot just drowning in water. I soaped it up 9,000 times. Either way, he turned out to be fine. But, yes, I've seen blood in Waffle House. I've, I've had several Waffle House experiences. I went to one in Jackson, Mississippi one time. Jackson, Mississippi is, Chris, look up the percentage of black people in Jackson, Mississippi. It's a very black place. Mississippi's, uh, I think, 57% black anyway. But again, obviously not something important to me. I go in and all the people, there were three workers there. They're all black and there's no other customers. Well, I hadn't spent, I mean, I had just gotten there. And they start calling each other the N-word a lot. And I'm the only I'm the only customer in there, and I'm a white guy, and I couldn't possibly be less comfortable at this point in time. And they're friends; they're not they're not they're not arguing, they're not yelling, they're using the N word with each other a lot. And I'm you know I'm just doing the yes sir no ma'am thing, and I don't know am I supposed to 
Am I supposed to leave? Like, I, I don't feel comfortable here. <laughs> but they couldn't have been nicer to me. It's just that it's a, it's a different environment. Chris said it's 82% black. Jackson's actually a really cool town. Mississippi's a cooler place than people give it credit for because it's so poor. But people think about Mississippi. Alabama's the same way. Mississippi and Alabama, people look at those places like they're somehow backwoods or something like that. That's some of the prettiest country out there. Birmingham, Alabama, beautiful. Moving on. I don't know how we got on Waffle House. Bill Cosby possibly planning comedy tour. The world is welcoming him back. That's a direct quote. (laughs) Is it, though? Now, I don't pretend. I don't pretend at all to be the kind of guy who thinks people are beyond redemption. Because Lord knows I've needed plenty of it, right? I mean, there were a lot of women who accused Bill Cosby of doing something that is just like unspeakably bad. And have you seen some big apology tour or something? Have you seen a remorseful Bill Cosby out there? Now, maybe I missed it. I haven't seen that at all. Is there a market for everything now? And... and I'm old. Look, we grew up watching the Cosbys. It was just one of the things we did. We watched the Cosbys, so it was hilarious. I remember the Pudding Pops commercials. I remember when Bill Will Cosby was hilarious, right? But I mean, you're drugging women. Allegedly, I guess I should say now you're drugging and assaulting women. Is there really a market for that? And you know what's shocking? I bet there is. I bet you money there's a market for it because apparently there's a market for everything now. Absolutely everything. Remember, tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Email jesse at jessekellyshow.com with your emails. I got this one from some lady. You remember the whole story about me supposedly replacing the dog? I was just checking in to see if we had to replace the dog. A woman wrote in, and I think I finally understand what I did wrong. She put it very shortly, very clearly. We'll get to that. And also, headlines I didn't get to. Hang on. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. Like a stain on your brain you can't get out. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. One last thing on the dog who's apparently going back to the vet. This, This goes off my saga from a couple days ago. Where I texted the wife while the dog was in the vet that she needs to look for a new dog. Just in case that dog died, we could get the boys a new puppy to help ease the pain. I was trying to be nice. I got an, I got an email from a lady. She said, look at it this way, Jesse. If a friend of yours' wife died, would you text him about signing up for online dating to replace his kid's mom? I mean, I might. I'm not right away. I don't mean right away, but I mean, at some point in time, he's got to get back out there and start swinging again. I'm kidding. I wouldn't do that. Actually, I probably would. I would this is the, see, that's the kind of thing I would do thinking I was helping, and then the wife would find out, and she'd be mortified again. Mortified. Now, it's time for headlines I didn't get to. Only a third of voters approve of how VP Harris is handling the border crisis. 
I hate to keep coming back to this. We elected these people like six months ago. What did you think you were going to get? If you wanted a secure border, we had one for four years. We had the first one really of my lifetime for four years under Donald Trump. Let's realize that. I, I understand Donald Trump was too vulgar and rude and so on, all these other things for a lot of people. And I get that. I'm not here to defend him. I'm not here to, 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 to assault him. Donald Trump was a great president. Donald Trump's foreign policy was outstanding. Donald Trump secured the border. Donald Trump was a good president. But the American people, not you personally, the American people, they wanted nice. I, I don't... I don't like the tweets. Okay, well, mean tweets are gone. Joe Joe Biden's Twitter account is the nicest thing in the world. He hasn't called a single person a name. I mean, yeah, the country's being flooded with illegal immigrants and inflation's through the roof and gas is up 100% over Donald Trump, but, I mean, it's nice, right? It's nice. Maybe we have too much nice. Maybe, look, maybe that's why this show does so well. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Epic Times. Convicted murderer wins election to office in D.C. from behind bars. I don't know what else to say. This I run into this a lot. I run into, I go back and forth on a lot of these areas. And I'll hear people say, well, they get what they deserve. And sometimes I'm tempted to say, well, no. I mean, they're a product of uh, maybe a rotten culture. They need some better candidates. Let's get this and that. But when I see stuff like that, how do you expect me to care? How do you expect me to care about the area? Headline, post-millennial, Rittenhouse's lawyer wants to include that Rosenbaum was a sex offender in the trial. That's Kyle Rittenhouse. He's 18 now. That's the guy from Wisconsin. He went, held a weapon to hold security on things when Antifa and Black Lives Matter were burning everything down. They assaulted him. He's still alive. Two of them are not alive anymore. And he's, of course, on trial for murder because the, the force of law is completely against people on the right now. I think people forget those were some very, very, very bad people who didn't wake up the next day that night. Some very bad people. And I'll once again just reinforce this. 17-year-olds... 17-year-old men are not children. There were 16- and 17-year-old men hitting the beaches at Peleliu on behalf of this country. Younger than that. Yeah, they lied. They lied to do it. 17-year-old men, they defend nations. Don't care about your opinion on it. That's a fact. WashingtonExaminer.com. Pelosi's husband brought up or bought up to 11 million dollars of big tech stocks as the house moved on reform legislation. Now you're starting to understand why over 80% of the United States Senate makes $165,000 a year and they're millionaires. I'm not going to defend Nancy Pelosi. I'm sure there's insider trading all over Congress and the Senate, though. This is what they do. Do you really think you're going to sit in the Senate and sit in the house and find out, oh, so-and-so is going to propose a bill tomorrow. It'll be all over the news. And that stock's going to tank. You think you're not going to sell? Of course you're going to sell. I don't know what the solution for that is. 
Maybe forcing all these people to completely divest during their time. Maybe that is a solution. I don't know. But I do know this. This is a scummy, scummy, scummy government we have now. Breitbart.com leftists freak out at the thought of cameras exposing fanatical CRT teachers. People are, are campaigning hard to put teachers in the class or to put cameras in the classrooms. Oh, yeah, you should be. You should be. You, uh, you want cameras on cops? Um, don't you think you should have cameras on the people who are looking after your kids for seven, eight hours a day? All right. By the way, that syrup, I brought up a bourbon syrup the other day, and everyone's asking me about it. It's Grandpa Kissinger's. Grandpa Kissinger's pure Wisconsin maple syrup. You sure about that, Chris? Grandpa Kissinger's. They sent me a bottle one time. Seriously, might be the best syrup ever. They're not even a sponsor. I don't even know why I'm bringing it up. I just love it. They sent me a bottle. It's incredible. So if you want some good maple syrup, there you go. Now, tomorrow's Friday. We are going to obviously hit some political topics as we always do. But Fridays are for fun. Email me your questions at jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Doesn't have to be political. It can be. That's totally cool. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Keep your chin up. Remember, remember that article I read you earlier. They're scared of you. They're scared of how aware you are. Good. Let them be afraid. That's all.